Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road, well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. And this time around, reaching out to uh, Robert McCann, Executive Director, the K-12 Alliance of Michigan, welcoming them back to the Michigan Business Beat. Robert, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Tremendous. And a a timely discussion we wanted to have with you is the fact that Governor Whitmer has recently released her budget recommendations. So with that in mind, what is the K-12 Alliance of Michigan's response to Governor Whitmer's budget recommendations? Well, it's certainly a really good place to start this budget process from, and that obviously has not been the case always in Michigan, where you know we're we're struggling to just kind of tread water in terms of where we are with with K twelve budgeting, and here we are this year, really looking to figure out what the best way of making some renewed investments and in, and in long overdue investments in in our K twelve school system again. So certainly, the the governor has put a a pretty good plan, a bold plan on the table to start this process from that makes some key investments in areas that have been neglected for too long in our schools, things like infrastructure investments, staff investments, investments in in special needs areas for our students. These are all things that we have advocated for for years. So, you know, frankly, we appreciate that she's put a spotlight on those and we look forward to seeing where this process goes from here during as the legislature now gets a hold of it. Indeed, and and something we've been hearing and seeing a bit of a spotlight on is the fact of teacher shortages. Do you think that her recommendations will have an impact on teacher shortages? Well, when we look at staff shortages as a whole in our schools, it's sort of a, a emblematic of the larger staffing issues being faced in all sectors of the economy. When we look at, you know, things like bus driver shortages, for example, in our districts, you know, it's just the simple reality that we, like everybody else, are competing with dollars for these workers. And as we, you know, raise our salaries for bus drivers, they, you know, tell us that they can go make $2 an hour more down at Chipotle or wherever down the street. And it's it's sort of a frustrating process for every school right now for staff like that. But when we look at teacher shortages, it's sort of a unique problem because, you know, teachers are well-trained and highly skilled workers that have wanted to be teachers. That's what they trained to be. And yet we're still struggling to keep them. And it's not a problem that was created all of a sudden by the pandemic, but the pandemic really kind of blew a crater-sized hole in this problem we were building up now for 30 years of underinvestment in our schools and therefore underinvestment in their profession. And if we want to truly solve that, we can't look at just a short-term fix for it. We can't look at just saying, if we give them, you know, some short-term bumps in their pay, this is going to solve the problem because it's not. We have to start looking at long-term investments in our school system again. That's going to show someone thinking, a young person thinking of getting into the teaching profession that their career is going to be supported for 20, 30 years, that they're going to be paid competitively for the work that they're doing, that they're going to have the support staff, the reading coaches, the psychologists, the social workers, the people that help them be successful inside the classroom, those people are going to be there to support them throughout their career. So I think, you know, we appreciate the governor is putting a spotlight on this issue and showing a serious commitment to solving it. But it's not just one thing that's going to fix this. We have to make a commitment as a state long term if we really want to make a difference here. Exactly. So a lot of the later part of that last answer covered it, but what else can be done to address these shortages? When we look at what is frustrating our teachers right now, it's not just, you know, any one thing, but it is a lack of support that they are feeling right now. And we can look at some of 
the laws we have in place here in Michigan as a, and see what we can do to say we want to support you rather than, you know, put a stigmatize the profession that we've often done over the years. You can look at some of the teacher evaluation laws that we have that are specifically designed to critique the job of teaching. And there's no question that we want to make sure we have the brightest and best teachers inside of our classrooms. But when we have a system set up that gives them a, a grading score for things that are often outside of their lane in, in terms of being able to fix, when we set a system up that's underfunded, that's not giving them the support they need with, like I said, with reading coaches and, and other things that ultimately help students succeed, and yet give them the one person trying to help these kids a grade on that, it's just stigmatizing them and setting them up to fail in many ways. So we're strongly supportive of eliminating a lot of those types of evaluation laws, or at least suspending them for the time being, because they're not doing anybody any good, and they're only making it harder for us to retain some of these highly skilled teachers that are just tired of being you know, stigmatized in the work that they're trying to do. Well, thanks for that analysis. And we have a little bit more time, and we've heard you talk about education funding before and the need to shift to an SFRC-based model. Can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, Michigan has relied on a one-size-fits-all funding formula for schools for over 30 years now. And the reality is that formula didn't really work 30 years ago, and it absolutely does not work now. And yet we've been resident, or I should say hesitant to change that for whatever reason. And about four years ago, a group of educators, business officials, government officials, philanthropy groups came together to figure out what the better way of doing this is. And they created the School Finance Research Collaborative to answer two important questions that we hadn't really thoroughly gotten an answer to before. Number one is what does it cost to actually educate the average student in Michigan? Then number two, regardless of what that cost is, what can Michigan do to create a better formula that distributes the amount of money that we spend in our schools to cover the actual cost schools are facing. So instead of this one-size-fits-all approach that doesn't meet anybody's needs, is there a formula that would meet everybody's needs? And the answer is there was. And it is a what we call a weighted funding formula. It basically says whatever the cost of the average student is, which we have determined is $10,421 per pupil, And keep in mind, Michigan last year spent $8,700 per pupil, so we're already well behind where we need to be. But even on top of that cost, there are other weights that need to be considered. Is a student a special education student? Is a student an English language learner? Are they an at-risk student? All of those things have an additional cost for a school to meet the needs of that child. And, And those are needs that are critical to their success, but we don't fund right now as a state. So let's shift to a formula that automatically says your student gets this amount of money if they are an at-risk special needs student, they're automatically going to get this on top of that funding so that our schools are funded in a way that meets the needs of every single student in the state. It's a long overdue shift that we've needed to make. There's, it's, it's not an easy one to make, but it's one that we need to do. And we're going to continue pushing for that because until we do that, no matter how much money you're investing in our schools, we aren't spending it in the best way we could be. And until we do that, then we're only, you know, leaving our kids further behind. Well, Robert, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Tremendous. And once again, we've been speaking with Robert McCann, Executive Director of the K-12 Alliance of Michigan, and uh, he's been uh, covering uh, Governor Whitmer's budget recommendations and how that might impact uh, Michigan going forward. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.